pretty much. They then they just they only cared about vaccines. <laughs> they're trying to bring it back. So I feel like they're bringing in the aliens. They gotta have a distraction. Aliens are a good distraction. Yeah, yeah, they would be a good distraction. They'd be only distraction if they weren't vaccinated. That's the only thing people <laughs> care about right now. Wait, if the aliens are vaccinated? Yeah, they, it, it's all COVID. It's all COVID. Like, what if the? Well, hang on. Here's a theory. What if the aliens are the ones that brought COVID? And what China's really covering the up. Chinese are really no, China's really trying to save everybody. <laughs> now that would be a first. That would be a first for China. Whoops. They're like, nobody yeah. else will believe us. We gotta we gotta increase our population, get our military strength going up, <laughs> prevent this invasion. I was hearing though that China's in real trouble. Yeah, it's, I think they've actually been I think I was reading that they've been overestimating their population. Uh, it's not they count also actually not a surprise. Isn't I just high. saw an article about were overpopulated for like being attainable or something like that. It was from the Associated Press. I literally was like reading. We're overpopulated? Yeah, literally. Like America is? I think they're just talking about the or world. Or the world. I mean, they've been talking about the world. So funny enough. Here, he can look it up here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Associated Press. Um, I literally just. About us being overpopulated. I might have to take my mic up a little bit. Because I feel like it's going to droop. Am I just not strong enough? That is super cute, by the way. Thank you. It's my favorite picture. Yeah. For the audience, you can't see the picture. <laughs> oh, we're Tough rolling? Tough luck. Oh, yeah. No, oh. we're going. Yeah, no, it's, it's recording. Jordan, you might want to actually lower the mic and then tilt it to I get like the mic here, higher. Though. Yeah, you can still do that. Wait, what do I do again? So you've, you're only lifting the stand up and down. Uh-huh. You can tilt this part up and down. So you can lower that so that the center of gravity isn't so high. And then tilt the uh the microphone arm back oh yeah <laughs> no i liked it up there it was doing fine up there yeah no we did like you have these two last no 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 we had the we had the table mounted uh <laughs> arms that always got in the way do you remember any keywords from the title because i'm not pulling anything recently uh, about population uh, control they won't call it that <laughs> Even if it that's what they're asking for. I think I took a screenshot of it. This is Rick and Morty. Oh, shit. I can hear that. Yeah. I just don't know what's playing. Sounds like an elevator, like a vacuum cleaner. Can't you just mute the tab? Oh, yeah, I can. I'm just curious. It's an article by Seth Borenstein. Oh, here we go. It's a chase. Oh. Capture of escaped murder. Oh, the Pennsylvania Yeah. Cavalcante. He was uh, convicted with first degree. All right. All right. Yeah, so I would like to get that buzzing noise out <laughs> of my ear. <laughs> yeah, with the sound mind. of a muted helicopter. What was, uh, the, name of it? What was no. the title of it? Or who was it by? It's by Seth Borenstein. B-O-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. Science writer covering climate change, probably him. Is, the title is like Earth is out is outpaced or outside. Oh, you know what? outside is safe operating space for no, humanity on most key measurements. There we go. Now it can see us and the browser, so people can see what Great. we're looking at. Okay, so the Earth is outside its safe operating space yeah. for humanity on most key measurements. Study says. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. Earth is exceeding its safe operating space for humanity in six of nine key measurements of its health, and two of the remaining three are heading in the wrong direction. A new study said Earth's climate, biodiversity, land, freshwater, nutrient pollution, and novel chemicals, or novel. Novel, probably. Me. Yeah, human-made compounds like microplastics and nuclear waste are all out of whack. A group of international scientists said... In Wednesday's journal, Science Advances. So is it about, it's just about the the overall climate that we're not doing, we're not doing too hot. Is that, is that the idea? I just saw the title. I was like, oh, okay. So so you didn't read the article. No, I didn't know we were rolling either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you do. Look prepared. Otherwise, Uh, we're going to look. Whoops. Well, that's fine. Well, it at least it, it at least says so. The acidity of the oceans, health of the air, and the ozone layer are within boundaries considered safe, and both ocean and air pollution are heading in the wrong direction. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's typical, typical climate change stuff then. Okay. Yeah. So nothing. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Nothing about crazy. population. Population. Nope. I mean, as I mean, that was in the title. I mean, as far as I know, though, like. There's a difference. Yeah, they put it in the title, but there's a difference between overpopulation and then the current population just doing poorly enough that they're just wrecking things. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whoops. Now, if you have both, obviously it's going to accelerate. So, it, but funny enough, uh, my wife actually had a post. I think she left a comment somewhere on Instagram about you know being sad that there's a declining birth rate, and basically she's getting absolutely blasted with people saying it's a good thing. People are cancer. Heal the earth. Uh, nature, your nature's better. I, I mean, there's a lot of people. I'm wondering if they're going to lead by example. No, but, I was literally about to say. I was like, well, are you? Gonna why are first? you still commenting? Like, yeah. right. Just go do yourself a favor. If you really believe. Do the earth a favor. Well, they have to follow, like, this is the thing, is that I find more times than not, the left is more inconsistent in their viewpoints, where they don't follow it to its logical conclusion. Right, it's, which was really good. But so, like, there's probably 25, 40 comments on there that are all, and then this is just within the last, like, two days. So uh, it's got a good pace. It's not crazy overblown, but just all the comments are just disparaging about people having kids. And they're like, all the dumb people are going to keep having kids. And I'm like, well, do you? So all the dumb people. If all the smart people don't have kids, all of you people here commenting, <laughs> then is it just going to be those of us left that are going to still have kids? Well, the religious population is still the one having the most kids. Yes. And not that doesn't mean that religious people are necessarily smart, though. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's, but there's plenty of them that have, there's a certain like moral significance to having those kids. Mm -hmm. right. And these people, we've seen like the rise of secularism where the, I bet you these people that are commenting under your wife's comment, I'm going to guarantee you dollars to donuts that they are not <laughs> religious in any way, or if they are Religious, it's more of a spiritual atheism or new ageism or, or just being secular mm. in that regard. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's like they're, that type of thinking can only go on for so long because they don't, like, they're not having kids to impress that type of thinking too. No. It's, it's going to stop with them. I mean, it can catch on culturally to, to some extent, but I mean, a, a culture that doesn't value children or the next generation is doomed to die out at some point. It's not, not going to last thing. long. It's not a bad thing now. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I think that's 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 kind of the some of the stuff that our, our friend John was talking about in previous mm -hmm. episodes is where yeah. he's like, this stuff can only go on for so long before it just kind of kills itself. Right. Yeah, that's why. I mean, but you think about these these leftists that are like, no, you know, no kids or whatever. I know that's a little bit of a broad statement, but that's why I feel like they they do have an, their own twisted idea of nurturing or that's why i feel like they come after our kids like i don't have any kids to impress this on so i'm mm -hmm. gonna go into yeah, your no, they schools and they feel like they have to do that that's why i feel like at least i feel like i see it like you have you seen like those tiktok videos like libs of tiktok you know all that stuff so either I feel like it's women that are really twisted up that don't have kids or it's like really predatory gay looking men um, that are like wearing dresses. Not all gay men are predatory, but the ones that are in the schools wearing dresses and trying to indoctrinate your kids. I mean, that's that's a pretty good indicator. Like, would you let a man like if you guys had a daughter, would you let a man with a dress near your near your kid? Well, if I'm in California, I might have to now. But no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying like everyone in their right mind would be like, no, this is ridiculous. But now we're in a climate where if you say, like, you can't even say men shouldn't wear dresses and be near children. Like that's suddenly like this crazy thing to say. But now, I don't know. It's just now it's like, well, if you say, if, if you say you're against it, then you're the you're the one that's real messed well, up. Well, it's because you look at it and you identify that there's something mentally that's unstable or, or not right. Now, I'm not going to take uh, the stance that a bunch of conservatives did from that shooting in Tennessee um, and say that uh, people that are gender confused have dysmorphia, like they're really dangerous towards society. I don't think that, but... Do you think that, Isaiah? I think, no, I don't think I want to do that title either. I don't, I, I think I agree with Connor. It's, yeah. you don't, 
you don't want to give the let their ideals speak for themselves and then now push people away but once you start to fear monger and put them into like this category where they're like really dangerous then it can get very very messy very very quickly yeah so i agree like the tennis like with the, yeah no yeah yeah i was just curious because we obviously so we kind of just jumped into the episode yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just we just kind of started talking um but some of you guys are very, very early mis- listeners might remember uh, Isaiah. Uh, he came on and just talked to us about his journey uh, to conservatism, um, started off as an atheist, mm-hmm. right? Atheist and a liberal. Yeah, um, which is crazy because to me, like, you think like Christian conservative, but you became a conservative first. I became a conservative first and then a Christian. Yeah. I've only been a Christian now for two years, two or three years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's quite, it's, it's like very opposite mm-hmm. of what, of what normally, normally happens. Um, but we had, we had Isaiah on, um, it was a really, really fun conversation. You can kind of go back and listen to it if you want, but this setup is evidently <laughs> cool. <cooler. laughs> <The> archives. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, it's really rough to look at. Oh yeah. Um, but I guess Isaiah, just kind of tell us, I've heard a little bit like, you know, I know there's a lot we want to talk about. We've obviously gotten into it already, but just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you came to be conservative. Um, and then I guess to a certain extent, how you kind of decided to go into Christianity. Yeah. So for most of my like teenage life, I was very, very liberal. I thought the police were racist. I thought Donald Trump was evil and terrible. I thought all Republicans just wanted to get rid of us get rid of us. And then in an English class, we were having, we were having a debate and I tried to take the side of gun control and got my butt whooped in that debate. <laughs> what happened? Oh my goodness. I <laughs> well embarrass you he right here. Embar- oh yeah. He loved it too. He was a good friend of mine too. <laughs> um, again, like most people that are against guns don't know much about them. I thought, the word semi-automatic meant it shoots like three or four bullets at a time. And Mm. right there in front of everyone, he was like, that's not what that means. It means you push the trigger one bullet, you push the trigger again, another bullet. And then everyone laughed. And then (laughs) I just stopped. I was like, okay, well he wins. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even do this. And then after that, he came to me. He was like, Hey, no hard feelings. You're just uneducated. (laughs) I was like, all right. Wow. (laughs) So then I started doing some research that night and uh, got introduced to a couple people like Steven Crowder, watched a couple of changed my minds and then realized, wow, I was really uneducated. So if I was wrong about this, I could have been wrong on other things. And then I just started consuming all this conservative content. And then I found out that I believe what they believe. And I was after that became a very hardcore conservative and passionate about these issues. And then that's been since my junior year or senior year of high school. Mm. And then with my new faith, it's thanks to my wife. Um, that was about two years ago. Um, she, I told her that I wasn't actually religious and instead of like attacking me and saying, I'm going to hell. She was like, I'm sad. The person I love this most in this world is going to hell. And it was a different like response from what I'm used to. So I was like, that's weird. So then that night, I prayed for the first time in years and challenged God, which now that I read the Bible, you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, all right, I don't believe in you, but I'm going to give you a chance. Prove to me that you're real. Literally, that was like the prayer. And then a month or so later was like my birthday. And my friend brought me two books. He brought me Pride and Prejudice because I'm a Pride and Prejudice fan. Really? Yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> Ruins my street cred. <laughs> and then he brought me the Bible, and he was like, I know you're not religious, but something told me you need this. And I was like, all right, I guess that's proof you're real. And then I told my wife I'll start going to church with her, and we started going to church, and now I'm two, two going on three years of Christian. That is awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah, but usually it's the other way around. Yeah, I no, it is. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like with Christians, not that all conservatives are Christians, but right. conservatism does definitely lend into the values of Christianity. So that tends to that tends to happen. Um, there's also, and I'm, I am pulling from more of our previous conversations. Um, 
where I think I remember after our first recording, we all went to go get five guys. First I, I time. <laughs> yeah. And which is crazy. And so that was almost a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say I remember this because um, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the typical black stereotype, yeah. <laughs> um, which like for us, like all that to say, like for us, like we've been like Christian conservatives, like for because we've grown up in that. But you grew up in a, a really different way than than we did. I grew up in a really religious household. Like my mother and my grandmother were very, very religious. It was just I've always been. uh rebellious and argumentative so if you're you, argumentative really I know. <laughs> so if you can't give me an answer everything else you say from that point on is dismissed so it just growing up it was they didn't give me the answers i wanted to hear love you mom love you grandma <laughs> but it was they just couldn't so i was like well if you can't do it then no one can but like I grew up in a very, very, very religious. Like, I, my mom made me talk to a pastor before I got my tattoo. Religious, <laughs> like, yeah, I just didn't. It was just I got a different side, mm. and then my wife was a different side yeah. from what I'm used to. What the pastor say to you about the tattoo? He was cool about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, um, he just talked, and I told him I came. I did confess to him that I'm not really religious, and he was really cool. He was. I should have listened, but yeah. I didn't. But he was cool about it, and then left there and got my tattoo. And then my mom was like, you "Change your mind." I was like, "Nope, here it is." What kind of tattoo is it? Um, I try to give it a cool description, and you know, if you want to have a meaning behind your tattoo, I've given up. It's just cool. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's a clock. And a oh, compass. cool, yeah. cool. Okay, I, I didn't know if it was like with the tattoo. If your mom's like, it's, it's, it's demonic or weird no but my tattoo artist did have a satanic bible behind us (laughs) 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 he was a cool guy like he was very sweet no i'm sure he was nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah i haven't been there since (laughs) (laughs) that is that is probably not a bad idea yeah. yeah, I was wondering if the pastor was going to quote, quote Leviticus at you about about marking your body. <laughs> oh. No, he was really cool about it. And then now, like, the church I go to, some of the pastors, they have tattoos. Mm-hmm. So it just depends, I guess, on the environment you're in. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, like, a whole, it just depends on what's what church you're in. And, like, I think at least the church I was growing up in, like, tattoos, like. No-go. It's a, no, it's a no-go. Um my dad did tell me, like, you can't get a tattoo while you're in my house. I don't know how he feels about that now. Um, he might be a little, might be a little less strict now, but. Yeah, because I think it's, I think it literally is just the one, the one verse in the Old Testament, Leviticus, about not, but it's like not marking your body for the dead and something else. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, there's a specific connotation to what you're doing the markings for. Yeah. I've come, this is my own personal belief, so it's not really biblical, by the way. So just putting that out there. Um. I'm fine with like smaller tattoos. I have a real problem with sleeves. Anything mm, that covers up. Same. Anything that covers up a large portion of the body, I am against it. Because so I clothes do. are out. Yeah. But well, <laughs> I do like my <laughs> I do like my clothes, but it's like to me, it's like the natural body where it's like you're covering up all of that natural body and then permanently doing that mm-hmm. like with my clothes i take them on and off and thank god we're all wearing clothes today like good good stuff um but again like that was just that was a place where i came to with it where i was like i wasn't like against tattoos where i was like i don't mind christian tat or even like something that's cool i on a personal level i'm like you might end up regretting that you know mm-hmm. in a couple years i know i will yeah yeah i mean and that's part of it where it's like okay you know is this going to be something that's timeless you know but when you have like an eighteen year old getting a tattoo, like are they really like I was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> was like, that was my eighteenth birthday present. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna get myself a tattoo. Yeah, no, but that's the thing though. They're like, Oh my gosh, I wanna get this thing or that thing and it's like, are you gonna like that when you're They are 40? addicting though. I thankfully didn't have enough money to get more. But I mean I don't like this one, but I do want more. I mean, yeah, like if you get another one. But if I mean, you get sm- a bunch of smaller ones, that still covers a large part of your body. Like, if you get, like, a ton of small ones together. How small are we talking, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your definition one, of small? Like, one dot, and that's okay. That's your tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, okay, so, like, okay, okay, we'll get into this. So, in my head, it is subjective, I admit. But, like, this, to me, would be small. 
I'd be like, that's pretty small. But I want to get that because that you can't uh, hide that. Yeah. So, like, I want half a sleeve for, I mean, you can still see mine, but, like, you can cover up. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said, I said, like, full sleeve. Where you're oh. like, that to me, one, I don't think it looks good. That's the first thing. I don't think it looks good. It depends on the sleeve. I think Joe Rogan's sleeves are bad. Like, yeah. They look good. <laughs> I have not. I've, I've seen some pretty good ones, too. I feel like the way that maybe men look at tattoos is like the way women look at other women's makeup. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, probably. Because I'm like, I have watched Joe Rogan. It's like, I don't even, like, to me, it just looks like ink. Like, I don't even, like, look at it. Yeah, no, I'll look at it. There was, uh, I could find, I could find pictures of similar ones that people have done. But from an anime, there's a character that, uh, I don't, I, don't, I say, I don't think you watched anime. I don't remember. But it's, this character basically has an arm that he has a bunch of eyes, like, genetically embedded into. <sighs> Somebody got a tattoo of it, and it looked insane. Sick. Looked it was sick. super cool. I knew exactly what it was the moment I saw it. Uh, and, it, I mean, he put his own little spin on it, too. But it was it was just something that's like, I looked at it, I'm like, that is such a cool mm-hmm. piece. No doubt that, like, tattoo artists, good tattoo artists, I mean, it's talent. Mm-hmm. It's skill. Like, absolutely no doubt about that especially like making it look like 3d like on skin yeah tattoo artists doing i don't know some of this they've got some of the best art i feel like that's out there oh yeah yeah. like just the way they can do the designs because on top of it you're like you're working on a surface that's not flat and so everything's got to curve and look correctly so you're putting especially if you're putting like a 2d image on your arm it's like it's a 2d image going on to something that's 3d it's three-dimensional on your arm. So it just the way that they can pull it off is just incredible. It's amazing. And the canvas moves because people, you know, like, ow, mm-hmm. they complain. And, like, you've seen the ones where they make their arms look like they're robotic or, like, yeah. there's pieces that Looks are missing sick. to their arm. <laughs> just, yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, it is cool. I, I will I will, like, no. I will, agree with Jordan where I, I tattoos on faces I'm not. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh I think those are horrible. Because if, if there's ever an, an identifying marker to a person, it'd be their face. Yeah. Yeah. So I would take your idea about covering up the body, and to me, it's like faces okay. most important. Probably don't do that. Don't tattoo your eyes. Honestly, there's nothing creepier when people like tattoo the whites of their <sighs> eyes. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know how they do that. And, and the oh. thing is, is like they can if you really want to try it out and you want to see how your eyes would look like that, just go get some contact lenses for a little bit. Try it out. I remember I wanted to get piercings when I was younger, and my parents are like, "All right, well, before you go get piercings." Here's some, here's some like clip on ones and some magnetic ones, wear them around for a bit. If you still want a piercing in like two to three months, then we'll go get one. Two to three months went by and I was like, eh, I don't really want one anymore. Yeah. I think the white, like when you get your eyes tattooed, you have to do it like every like six months or something crazy like that. Cause like yeah. it goes away. Really no, quickly. thank you. That's just, it's just demonic. Yeah. <laughs> like if you want to do that, like there's something wrong with you. I'm putting it out there. There's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. There probably might not be anything wrong with you if you want to get a tattoo, but tattooing your eyes? No. That's fair. I just, yeah. (laughs) I just, I I know how the tattoo needles work, and I do not want to put that in my eye. That is. There's a lot of things I don't want in my eye. So I was like, for people that, (laughs) for people that it's like, they think about putting contacts in their eyes, freaks them out. I'm like, how about tattooing them? Yeah, that. Nope. It's a no for me. It's a no for me. We went on a, we went on a tangent there, but we do, I guess we're going to try to get to the news. Um, but we've, we've been talking about a variety of different topics that Mm -hmm. have been, I guess, I don't know. They're just cultural things that are going on tattoos. Um, that's more like a, for the, for the Christian audience. It's definitely, you guys know that there's a big debate, uh, around that one verse. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of things that shouldn't need a ton of debating, um, we, which is, is debated, we have transgenderism, which uh, at least, you know, resident skeptics has been covering a bit more, I would say, and, and especially with uh, one of our contributors, John, that has been a huge topic. Um, but we do have some news, I suppose, and you, you're, you're a bit more well-versed in it about what's going on in California. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm well-versed, but they just started the, I guess it's a transgender awareness week. I thought it was a month, but it's from November 13th to the 19th. And it's supposed to build up all the way to the, what is the transgender violence awareness day, which is like November 20th. So it's just all about the violence towards 
transgender community, apparently. And I think it's just in California. It's I'm just sure in California? The, I'm sure the other states, if they haven't said they're going to recognize it, they're going to recognize it. Guarantee New York will be next. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's California's, I feel like they lead in the most radical policies or, like, radical ideas. Uh, and then it's New York. I'm trying to think of who else would be Chicago. Yes. Chicago. Yeah, yes. it's like Michigan comes Michigan. in there yeah. quite often. I can see um, Colorado. Oh, easy. Colorado, that's easy. Yeah. Um, but this is what confuses me about it is that, so we have, there's literally, so as far as I know, there is what they consider the LGBTQ plus IA element OP month in June. Yeah, they're part of the LGBTQ, like it's in the letters. They yeah, have a whole month. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So why... Like, and, and by the way, like, it went from being a month of that. Like, it started off as, like, a week mm. in June. And then it became, like, an entire month. And it's like, wait a minute. And now we're making, what was it, trans awareness? I think it was, like, transgender awareness. Can you, can you look it up on there? Yeah. yeah, yeah so so we have, we have transgender awareness. But I feel like the entire month, all that's ever happened is that we have the transgender fla- flag everywhere. Right. So I'm not sure why... I'm not sure why we need another one. You want the Wikipedia on it? I want the That's glad the one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want to know what glad says. Actually. I want to know what they say. Oh my gosh. I think I need to get my eyes checked because. Okay. Yeah. It's a week. Yeah. So each yeah. November 13th through 19th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is transgender awareness week? And this is from glad. All right. So it's not our interpretation. Transgender Awareness Week is a week when transgender people and their allies take action to bring attention to the community by educating the public about who transgender people are, sharing stories and experiences, and advancing advocacy around issues of prejudice, discrimination, and violence that affect the transgender community. So that's what they're saying it is. Um, here's, Here's actually what gets me. All right. Here's what gets me is that they talk as if they want to know about everybody's experience with transgenderism. Like, so if this really is a transgender awareness week, wouldn't you want to include detransitioners in that? Because you would they, think because they have an experience with being transgender, so to speak, um, and they're not being they're not being included. You, I think uh, I've seen a story, and this one's actually, I think, is a bit popular, of these boys or men getting bottom surgery, and so they have to dilate, I think, like, every day. Um, and then it can go down, but you can't stop dilating, because if you stop dilating, then you can get infected, so you have to, like, basically do it forever. And then these surgeries cost a ton of money. So, you know, the medical field is getting some money, I guess, in that area. But this yeah, is you're, where you're talking about boys that get transitioned to surgically girls. to yeah. girls. Yes. Yeah. They basically have to keep an open wound at all times. Right. Which is really sick. Um, if you think about that, wasn't that brought to light from that transgender, I think they, that person had a whole show like jazz. I am jazz. I think it was jazz it was like, Jennings. Yes. That and was one that of that person's them. mother was like forced, like you need to do this every day. Yeah. And that's where, like, it really shined a light. It was, like, how brutal it actually is, the transitioning. Yeah. yeah. And maintaining it. Um, there was also an interview with Jordan Peterson and Chloe Cole, which I'm sure you've heard her name. Have you heard her name before? Uh, I think I have, and I yeah. might know the interview you're talking about, but I haven't been able to watch it in its entirety. Yeah. If you saw her face, you would mm-hmm. you remember. But um, she was basically talking about the top surgery, and this was something I was not aware of, um, and this might be a little graphic, so just putting it out there, um, but they, obviously, they take off the breast, and then they, like, re-put on the nipples, like, they replace the nipples, mm-hmm. um, which I just, I can't, I can't figure that out, um, but something went wrong with it, and so, like, now, like, they really hurt, and she has to, like, you know, wear her tops a certain way, and so that's also really damaging mm. as well like i can't even imagine that um and so like my question is to the to the transgender community or to people that believe in transgenderism um 
why are we not including these stories? It goes against the message because that might actually encourage people not to go through it. And that's not what they want. They want, I, it seems like they want everyone to be gay or transgender nowadays. So when you see people actually regretting those decisions, it makes you think twice about it. I can understand the medical field, like not wanting these people to speak out because if these people speak out, well, then your profits go down because less people are Yeah, getting it's a great cash cow for the medical community. Fantastic cash cow. But for the people on the, I kind of call it the people on the ground level, you know, who have maybe gotten the surgery or have gotten caught up in the movement, they don't really have any sort of stake in these people getting, or like profit in, in these people getting these surgeries. What's, if you truly care about the well-being of another person... If someone's like, hey, you know, this is not good, why would you bash them? Like, I've seen that happen, mm-hmm. um, or reports of it, so to speak, because, like, do you really hear a lot about detransitioning in the media? You're starting to, but not, still not a ton. Yeah, no, I would agree with Isaiah on it, that it just it hurts the imaging and the brand that they built for themselves, that transitioning and getting everybody to accept you the way you want to be seen or perceived is the best thing for that person's mental health. And so when you have these people that, you know, it, it, it turns out not being the best thing for their mental health or it makes it worse for them, Mm -hmm. uh, then they don't want those people to be part of the brand message. Yeah. Right. It's like, I think it's like 80% of them grow out of it too. Anyone that has like gender conflicting issues, they grow out of it. And then again, we look at the suicide rate. It's, pretty much the same whether you go through the transition or not so it's like they don't want to show those stats because i mean it's like what i think it's like 20 percent now of people identify within the whole lgbt the rest of the alphabet where do you well, know they're gonna have to as they keep expanding the categories at this point yeah it's so many it's, it doesn't have like a plus at the end now in case you want to throw another one in there yeah there was- two two sp plus so there's two spirit and there's plus for kind of whatever you whatever you want. And the two spirit comes in, I think from like native American, uh, history where they, I'd have to, I have to look it back up cause it's been a little while, but they basically believe that people had like the male and female spirit, which it could have been, I mean, realistically, it's probably talking about a feminine man or a masculine woman. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they had a female that was physically capable of being a warrior, then that, that would have been somebody that was like two spirit. And maybe I'm just completely talking ignorance here, but I, that, that is what I remember as of right now from, from my research. And it's like there, there are things like that that have existed in other cultures, but I, they never tried to transition them uh, that, that I'm aware of, at least not. In, I mean, they couldn't uh, in the way that we're doing it today. I must mm-hmm. say, I don't think it's to the same level here in the United States. I mean, you don't hear about it much anywhere else. Anywhere else. Yeah, body mutil- mutilation to make you to give you the appearance and it's a pretty rough appearance too. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're already a very feminine man or masculine mm-hmm. girl to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a hard one and it just, it, it keeps coming and now they're trying to, they try to indoctrinate kids and it's like, how many, how many years as a kid that I just want to be a superhero of some sort? Yeah. And, and can you imagine if my parents just had it, you know, gave into it and was like, all right, well, let's see what we can do to, to bioengineer you or, or give you some sort of cyber, cyber kinetic parts and, you know, go get in front of that car moving at 60 miles an hour and try to stop it because you believe you're a superhero. Like that's, that, that's how it's insane some of this stuff yeah. is getting it is just, you, you try to try to make your kids into whatever they happen to believe they are like they they're kids they can't drive they can't vote they're not old enough to make the decision if they're if they can legally smoke cigarettes or get a tattoo or any of this stuff but change your body forever we don't even let them make the decision of what they're going to eat for dinner like yeah if you gave them a decision they'd be having ice cream yeah and cereal kids. Every every single meal. Yeah, I had yeah. ice cream for dinner last night, but still. Oh my gosh. <laughs> still a child at heart. No. Well, you're old enough to make that decision, right. though. If you yeah. want to have ice cream for dinner, listen, I don't think it's a great idea, but you went for it right. and, you, and you're able to. Although eating ice cream for dinner is a much less severe, has a much less severe consequence than you being like, I'm going to be a chick right. and get breast implants. You know, that's those are two different things. So, and that's the exact point. If we don't let them make these tiny small decisions, why do we why do we let them 
why do we let them make this decision? And, you know, and this is what really bugs me is that they talk out of two sides of their mouth. They're like, yeah, kids, like in any other context, if you don't even bring up transgenderism Mm -hmm. and you talk to any, any rational adult, whether they're on the left or the right, they're like, yeah, no kids brains aren't developed yet. Not in the context of transgenderism, because the moment you mention transgenderism and kids, they already have the narrative ready. But if you catch them off guard and they're just like, Hey, you know, yeah, kids, you know, oh, they can't have like, I've had this, I've had this happen many times mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what about transgenders? Like, oh. no. <laughs> it's like, it, no, they, they know, they know what they are. Yeah. It's not, they're just not, that's the thing. They don't, they're not logical. It's what you said. It's a message. It's not just a message. Like they have these talking points in their head of what it's supposed to be. And I'm not even trying to like make fun of them. I'm just trying to be like, Hey, have you thought about the logical your logical framework and also the very practical and lifelong implications for these children. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just don't, they just don't think about it. Well, yeah. They don't care. They don't care. That's the problem. And if you are showing any form, like they say that we're not the ones showing compassion, but when we bring up the stats of how it's going to affect them long term, then all of a sudden they don't care anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they, they identify as this right now in the moment we need to respect that and we need to help them mutilate their body so that way they can be happy right now. And we can tell them, well, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they're not going to be happy. It doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah. And before people comment and say that they're not doing surgery on children, we're talking about the chemical uh, and the hormonal which, by the way, a well. huge deal. People don't understand how important hormonal balance right. is. I, I think women understand it a little bit more because we have more hormones to balance. But you start pumping a girl with 10 times the amount of testosterone her body is supposed to have. Like that is going to cause a severe hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. And they already have so many hormones imbalanced while they're teenagers. Yeah. And if you're doing that while they're growing, it's, it's not reversible. No, because most of them, they end up with the voice. They can't ever... Yeah, back. they end up with the voice. The the girls will end up with a smaller chest or no chest, uh, and more masculine uh, features will develop to some extent, uh, but it's never going to look quite right. Yeah. And then if if the guy is taking uh, uh, estrogen and anything else to make him more feminine, like he's going to have underdeveloped male parts as well, and it might hurt his chances at reproducing in the future. So it's like there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And it's just not reversible. As like people that think that the idea that they can just pump these kids full of these hormones, and if the kids ever decide to detransition, they can just stop taking those hormones, and their body's just going to reverse and go back the way it was supposed to. Such a lie. I just, I, I just, I, I don't even know how people arrive at that conclusion. I just don't think they think. I just don't think they connect the dots. I think that's what happens. Where I think they get so. I think Isaiah said something that was really important. He talked about like the now of everything where we do live in a society that is about instant gratification, no Mm -hmm. matter what it is. I think that's when, when Isaiah was saying that I was thinking like, well, that's why, you know, people just divorce. They're like, I'm just, I'm just not happy now. I'm not happy now. I'm done. You know, like you have Emily Ratajkowski, you know, getting on a video being like, oh, you should divorce by 30. I'm honestly just so much better, you know, stuff. Wait, was that the, no, 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 that. Emily Ratajkowski is a model. Is that the porn model? Or you're thinking of... No, that's a... Well, I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, Mia Khalifa was also... Yes. Like, that, that's yes. the one. Yeah, yes. no, I just saw a video of her either this morning or yesterday where she was talking about like, oh, yeah, like I was married at 18, divorced at 21, then married again at 25, divorced at 27, then I got married at 29, divorced at 30. Yeah. Like, and I'm just better for that. I'm just gonna, like, I don't, I don't need to wait around for this guy. Like, if he's not good, I'll just leave. Yeah, no, so she's like, like, if you're not, if this person is holding you back, like, you need, like, we cannot be afraid to leave these men. That's what she said. We cannot be afraid to leave these men, which is such a very, a very distancing language Mm -hmm. that she's using um and both of these people we're talking about are models by the way right yeah yeah wait till y'all get old yeah (laughs) it's like you're with that mindset you're going into a relationship where you're already establishing you're not equal it's Mm. like you're gonna impress me you're gonna take care of me and you're gonna spend every day trying to make sure that i am satisfied with your performance if Mm -hmm. not i'm leaving you and that's not a relationship anyone that's in a long-term relationship or married knows it's not going to be all sunshine and honeymoon phase every day. 
mm-hmm. or maybe it's just me, but I <laughs> <laughs> maybe my relationship is just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, Connor, or maybe Connor can back you off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's you, you don't have the honeymoon phase for forever, but I mean, you can go in and out of it, but you got to be purposeful right. about it. I, I think that's where a lot of the marriages have a difficult time is like you spend all this time pursuing each other and putting your best foot forward and then you get married and a lot of people just kind of slack off from that. Yeah, you still need to put effort in every day. Yep, got to keep it up. But these, these women that just are just leaving men right and left because they're just not happy or feel like the guys are holding them back. Like, we talking about the guy that's, you know, who's going to be like the fourth or fifth person to, to marry her at this point. It's just like, he's an idiot. He knows what to expect. Or he's just happy to have her on his arm for a little bit, but he knows he's going to get rid of her <laughs> or oh, she'll yeah. get rid of him. And then he doesn't, just doesn't have to bother with well, She's it. not going to respect him. She's, yeah, no. he's just going to be a, what is the word? Expendable asset in her eyes. Like I'm going to get rid of you here soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and the, they'll, they'll turn 60, 40 and then they'll work right. Everything it's well. And then yeah. the, then the shoe's going to be on the other foot when she gets discarded. Yeah. 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 These women, the, the, the women that talk like that, they think, they are so narcissistic. They think so highly of mm-hmm. themselves. Like I don't, it's, it's what you said. Like I don't have to, it's not a relationship. Like you have to perform for me. Like that's a really difficult relationship to be on. Like in like that's walking on eggshells constantly being like, if I do the wrong thing or if I can't keep her happy, then she's going to just take off and that's it. Like there's no room for error. And he just has to continually put up with her garbage of just constantly demanding. Yeah. The new age of feminists are starting to sound a lot like the patriarchy that they preach about hating and how how, how women were treated. Yeah. Yeah. As like the, the new best woman in their eyes is the one that acts like the, just the, the chauvinistic man, just, they want to do it towards, they just, they, they just want their turn basically. Yeah, is how it feels, and, and no, there's a lot of guys correct. just really are not putting up with it, which is kind of, I don't know, I want to say it's it's kind of surprising that the culture is not gripping them. They're just getting irritated, at least at least online wise. We talk with John later; he can he can probably speak to that mm-hmm. uh, as well. But it's it, I don't know. It, it's interesting, and then you have I, I guess what people would call the the beta males or the soy boys that, that <laughs> join boy. in and just kowtow <laughs> towards them and, and go along with it. Well, they don't respect them anyways. Like the ones that the very men that they say they have to that we have to be as men, they don't respect and want. Yeah. Like the soy boys and the beta men, they don't want those kind of guys. Or they're sleeper agents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just want they what they want is the very same people that they're pushing away with this. Like I, like any respectable man is not going to go into a relationship where it's like so I, I have to just try to impress you every day and like, you're never going to reciprocate that same energy. No. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's funny. And they always realize like when it's too late and then they're like, they're in a, what is it like a identity, cri- not identity crisis, but like they have no kids. They're not in a committed relationship. Uh, midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. Is what you're like, yeah. And then they're stuck and they don't know what to do every time. I feel like, um, we were actually talking about this before we started recording. Uh, I think that's why Andrew Tate, I think has become so popular. He's like the overcorrection to the soy boy, yeah. to yeah. the yeah, feminists. He where, top G. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of that. Like, there's things that if you isolate what he says, I agree with it. He speaks a lot of truth. He does. I I don't think he has a great lifestyle, but but I think the reason why I think he's so popular is because he is that overcorrection to all these women beating men down, telling them not to be men. Then Andrew Tate is coming out and be like. I'll be a man, you know, and, and in some ways in a, in a bad way, um, but mm-hmm. in some good ways as well. Um, you know, working hard, being successful, granted he, he takes that a little bit a certain way, but you know, like, I think that's why these guys are starting to gravitate towards that. So I think they're just so done being a beta male. I think there's some, I think there's always going to be beta males, but I do think there are, and you guys have to tell me cause you guys are guys. Um, I feel like there are men that want to be better, but they are scared. Cause they're like, if I try to, you know, like for example, um, the idea of opening a door for a woman mm-hmm. or for anyone, like be careful nowadays. Did I ever tell you the story that some lady got like an attitude with me for opening the door for her? No. Yeah. It was when I was still in like, uh, uh, college and I held the door open first. Like I can get the door myself. I just wanted to slam in her face. I was like, all right, fine. I then you're gonna walk. be by yourself yeah. for the rest. But then you'd be closing the door for her. 
Dang. Like, I won't be a gentleman anymore. I'm so sorry. It's ridiculous. Like women, they talk out of two sides of the mouth. They're like, oh, I can do everything myself. And they're like, why aren't men coming to me and treating me well? It's like. Because you're psycho. We don't <laughs> <Yeah>. want you. <laughs> so like you can't have it both ways. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, I think I feel like I've heard it said before, like if you're married, be like, oh, thank God, you know, yeah, to be. I literally the- just told my wife, and I was like, I'm so happy I met you when I met Aww. you. I can't imagine trying to date nowadays. Like, absolutely not. It's too much. I have to worry about her being some extreme feminist, or if she's actually a dude. Like, you never know. <laughs> that's that's rough. Yeah, it's it's gotten crazier. And if you're um, if you don't want to date a trans person, uh, you, you're a bigot. Yeah. You're a bigot. You're a horrible person where it's like, no, cause you're not actually a dude or you're it's not my actually preference. a girl. Your preference is a real woman. Your preference is a real man. Yeah. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot of clips of Piers Morgan taking people like this to, to task. Piers uh, Morgan recently. of all people. Oh, I love listening oh, to him because he sounds him. so polite, but yet what he's saying can sometimes be really mean, but it just still comes across this polite. I'm like, something about the accent, he's mm-hmm. able to get it across yeah. like <laughs> nicely. Like two that stand out is one, I guess there's some sort of like, uh, there's some activist that is, at least what he was spouting was that like fungi, mushrooms and stuff have like 20,000 different genders. I mean, the, the plants have genders. Uh, and so like they like are having like some sort of queer mushroom uh, fungi celebration and Piers is like I don't get it like why do you why does it why do the mushrooms need to be queer like what's the deal then he's like why Piers why do you care and Piers is like because like you're making it a big it doesn't deal. make any sense it, it's like it, you guys are just trying to turn everything into this stuff he's like I'm tired he's like he said it outright he's like I'm tired of everything being rainbows for a month in the summer and then you guys are doing this other stuff and then and then the, the activist responds like well I'm tired of everything being straight and Piers mm-hmm. is like what is straight <laughs> like we're not we're not infusing being heterosexual into everything that we do and create it doesn't make any sense so there was that one and then he had another uh clip recently where he flat out told the mother of a transgender like one or two year old he's like i think you impress this on your kid she was yeah, like she I was like that. no yeah. no no my kid like once they were born they just they knew that they wanted to be the other gender and he's just like, no, I think you, and you got to kind of say like a, maybe a little bit of a light bulb come on for her. And then she like, is she redirected? But it's just like, oh shoot, maybe I did impress that on my kid. I would like to see a study that correlates quote unquote transgender kids with the mental illness of a parent, specifically borderline personality disorder or something along those lines. I'd be mm-hmm. very, very curious in the future to see what that looked like. Yeah. First they'll need to start tracking it, which in order to track it, they'd have to be interested in. Yeah, that's possibly never uncovering yeah. such a statistic. I'm just saying it'd be cool. It would be, <laughs> it'd be cool to us. They would hate that, though. They'd be, oh, crap. There's it just, again, it just shows, like, how narcissistic and selfish they are, and they can't have that for their image because they're the compassionate, loving people, and we're the evil ones. Yeah. Yeah, just to even have the possibility that there could be some sort of a common factor. Uh, that resulted in, the, in children that wanted to transition. You know what reminds I feel like me they wouldn't of? do it. Um, was it Munchausen by proxy? Is that what it's called? Mm. Um, like the idea of like you want, it's like, I think about like a Gypsy Rose. Do you know what Gypsy Rose is? I do, I do not. So Gypsy Rose um, lived with her mother and Gypsy Rose was a girl that had, you know, cancer and she had to take all these medications. And so, um, you know, she, they had people donating things, giving her trips to Disney World, um, building them a house, Habitat for Humanity. And what was basically happening is that this mom was poisoning her child with certain medications, shaving her head bald, um, and basically using her child to get attention. It's crazy. And what and the end of the story is that this girl, though, um, she somehow she she knows that she's she's in a very odd situation she knows she's not sick she meets this boyfriend online and uh to help her get away the boyfriend um i believe he stabs the mother um so yeah it's it's very it's very extreme yeah um, you were you were right by the way munchausen munchausen syndrome by proxy yeah and so i almost feel like it's another form of that of like not it's almost more out in the open of they're using their child to 
get this notoriety like oh my child's transgender they're special you know and and you have all the pride stuff that's happening it kind of reminds me of that because there's no way that a two-year-old knows what like picks their gender like they don't even fully understand the concept of like their biology or it's like sex. Like they don't know any. Of no, this no, they don't. They're still learning how to speak. Like it's yeah. absurd how young people are like trying to influence their kids yeah. now with this gender identity. Yeah. They're, they're still, they're still learning how to write and, and well, speak, write, read, walk, talk, like all of that is, and they, and you so think, that, you think that, that this kid is ready to trans to transition. Right. now while you're learning all that, what's your gender? Like mm-hmm. it's absurd. It is. It truly is. Um, and I feel like we could. Keep we could go. Going. Yeah, we could go on and on. But I think. I think we'll hit pretty much a, a circle. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll, we'll hit. We'll hit time here. Um, but you will. That's the good news. Is that you will be seeing Isaiah around more. He is mm-hmm. joining us, which we are very excited about. Excited to be a part. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We've been eyeing him for a long time, um, needing that diversity hire. <laughs> We knew, <laughs> we Our knew. ESG <laughs> score is gonna go up. Yeah, we're we're pretty <laughs> dang excited about this. But I know that um, Isaiah, uh, I think the last episode he talked to us, he talked to us a lot about the black community and how they're really taken in by the narrative. So definitely, definitely want to talk more about that because that's that's always fun. But Isaiah, obviously, you cover more things besides being black so it depends on the day <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we're gonna call that good make sure that you subscribe if you're watching this episode and you're not subscribed what is wrong with you subscribe follow us on spotify uh instagram facebook for all of our updates we also have articles um, that we make it out about once a week um, so you can hear from some of our other contributors including john who always has something spicy to say so <laughs> That is my outro. It's really very nice outro. You've gotten very good at that. Thank you. Thank you. I've been, I practice in the mirror when I wake up in the morning. (laughs) Subscribe, 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 subscribe. (laughs) All right. That's it. All right.